So funny enough, I did not plan to interview Jessica Heron, founder of Stella and Dot, CEO of Stella and Dot. I didn't plan on it. We actually ended up in Hawaii at the same hotel at the same time. And when we saw each other across the way, you know, I did what any good entrepreneur does. I asked her to sit down on the podcast where she shares her story of how she founded this massive company. And guess what? It wasn't the first time she did it. It was actually the second time she built a huge company. Her story is so incredible and so inspiring. And if you are a woman in business, girl, get your heart ready. This is an episode of the ages. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is the Rise Podcast. This is we we have to set the scene first for anybody listening because this is bananas. So we both happen to be on vacation. Well, ish. You're you're on vacation a bit, but you're with your team. Dave and I are on vacation in Hawaii. And lo and behold, we're in the same hotel together. And so we're doing an impromptu sit down. I love it. Life brought us together in the most beautiful setting. Honestly. And I have to call this vacation too, because I get to pinch me that this can be under the bucket of work. That is dream living. Absolutely. So for um, listeners, like tell who you are, what's your story? Give us, give us a dish. Well, I am Jessica Heron, uh, mom working. I've got two beautiful girls. I am the founder and CEO of the Stellandot family of brands, which I think of as being a crusader and a warrior for flexible work for women so mm-hmm. that they can live happy, fun passions, and just be in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I am a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm an author of the book Find Your Extraordinary and a podcast host for Self Made. So of all those many things, I am just a... Um, a woman trying to figure it out. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me about, because I actually don't know the origin story of Stella and Dot. I mean, I've been a fan for the longest time. I've had so many you friends. You rock our sold. earrings, yeah, baby. Yeah, I Thank do. You. I have all kinds. And the, um, I don't know the names of things. I actually have quite a bit of your you story. You. you have the aesthetic that I'm into. I love gold. I love um, not too fussy. And I love like statement pieces. And you sort of, you cover me both ways. So That is thanks yeah. to my partner, Blake yeah. Harris and her design team. Yeah. I can take no credit for the, part where we have cute stuff yes she can take all the credit for that part how did it start like where did this come from you know for me the manifestation of being in what I think of more as a movement and a mission than a business with Stella and Dot came from every mistake I previously made Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was I grew up with this sense of almost like from a desire of wanting to be secure because I had a really fascinating childhood of just trying to be in a financial place of security Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I went and I just worked hard in school and I started a company in technology and I did all the things that you're supposed to do, like check the boxes to be successful. And I became an entrepreneur really young. I, I um, co-founded an e-commerce business that became WeddingChannel.com. Oh, wow. Out of college. I was, you know, uh, I feel so fortunate. I was on Oprah at the age of 24 wow. for you know, being a, a young entrepreneur. And 
at the same time, I kind of felt like this looks good on TV, but in life it's a nightmare. Like yeah. all I do is my business runs me. I don't run it. Mm-hmm. I ha- I'm pleasing all the people all the time, except that over here is a shell of a person mm-hmm. who works mm-hmm. all the time. And totally. I, we were, um, my husband, I'm looking at him because he's here. <laughs> um, I, you know, we wanted to start a family. We wanted to get married. That's when we were going to move to Austin. I thought to myself, how on earth am I going to change my narrative to say success is happiness? Yeah. Not uh, my profile on LinkedIn or what press you get or what other people think you're doing. But like, I am actually happy. I wanted to be a mom more than anything. Yeah. How am I going to balance those two things? Mm-hmm. Because when women ask me for advice, I'd be like, whatever you do, don't do this. Yeah. Like, whatever you do. Yeah. Don't do what I'm doing. Yeah. And I thought, like, wait a minute. I have to come up with a better answer for myself. Yeah. And I have to come up with a better answer that I think other women want. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I want to work, but I want to do it flexibly. I want to be able to balance priorities. And I looked around at the options. I became obsessed with this concept. Like, okay, love entrepreneurship, love the passion, love the upside, but how do I not be just beholden Mm -hmm. all the time? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it differently. And I just became obsessed with it. And I started saying, how do you reinvent work for women that takes out all the risks Mm -hmm. of, I have to have all the money. I have to have all the time. I have to have all the skills and make a platform where more women would take the leap mm-hmm. into starting a business. And for me, it was so deeply personal because I, I grew up raised by a single dad. So my mom had a lot of mental illness, a lot of decisions in her life, pregnant as a teen, all these things because she was didn't feel like she could support herself mm. or wasn't able to do that. And it just had such a ripple effect. And I just want more women to feel financially fierce and free yeah. and strong. And so that just became my mission. Like, no, I want to do this, but I want to do it differently. I want to do it on my own terms. I want to be able to, I started it pregnant out of my living room. I want to... It would seem crazy yeah. to do what I was doing, yeah. but I wanted to reinvent a platform for women to have choice. And that is my biggest point of pride to date. We paid out over 500 million in commissions. That's amazing. And that to me is not the big number. It's yeah. the individual stories that people made possible because yeah. they they did it. They yeah. were able to work it around their yeah. life. Yeah. What I love so much, I have the opportunity, um, I would say like 90% of the stages I speak on are direct sales and MLMs. And what I love so much is that most of those stories are not people who want to own their own jet. They're not no. trying to be a millionaire. They're trying to help their families. The, the The audacious dream in their life is to be able to come to Hawaii on summer vacation right. with their kids. It's a way to help their families and help themselves, but it's taking ownership of that instead of, you know, maybe my partner will do this or it, no, this is a goal that I have for myself and I'm going to work toward it. And I love the community that's found in, in these kind of, um, in these kind of businesses. How in the world did you even start it though? Did you have experience in this kind of thing or you were just like not crazy dreamer? All. Yeah. So first of all, I have to say, I love the message you give because I think you not only tell people what they need to hear, but you tell it to them in a way that they can hear it. Yeah. And so I love that. Thank Thanks. you. I Thank you for so. being you. Yeah. And I, so when I started this, first of all, and the other thing about like the whole people want jets. The one of the things I thought when I was going to get into this business, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, I had all these impressions. Like this is a get rich quick scheme. Mm -hmm. Like this is all like a pyramid scheme. There's Mm -hmm. all these things broken Mm -hmm. about this industry. And I thought, Oh my God, I can't get anywhere near this. Yeah. And then I thought, wait a minute, that's not the reason why I shouldn't do it. That's the reason why I have to do it. Cause I don't want to make this like a ticket to fantasy Island. I want to have a legit conversation about this is what it takes to start a business. You gotta have a hustle. Mm-hmm. You gotta invest in yourself. You gotta, you gotta be yeah. in sales. You gotta, yeah. you gotta do these things. Yeah. And you deserve to have time for yourself. Yeah. Like, don't feel guilty. Yeah. And I didn't, so I wanted it to be really different. And I knew nothing about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that is 
the comical part, which I want everyone to know, every hustler out there that wants to go do something, you don't know things and thus you get started. Yes. You get started, you make a zillion mistakes. Yeah. Yes. And the only reason you do it right is because you figured out the 13 ways it's not going to yes. work before. Totally. So I was clueless. I'd never done anything in this business of like home base sales. I wanted to radically modernize it, but I had been an entrepreneur before. Mm -hmm. So I did have the benefit of being super naive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and yes. that is, I think, the best lesson I ever learned in my first go round of business of don't ever lose that sense of optimism, that sense of like, forget what everybody is telling you. Yeah. That because the odds and obstacles and probabilities are not more relevant than your passion, your purpose, and your potential. Mm -hmm. That's great. So you need to just ignore the fact that there's going to be all these naysayers being like, what on earth are you doing in this industry? Yeah. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Like, well, we guess what? I can read. Yeah. Like, I, I can hustle. Right? I can dust myself yes. off and get back up and yes. try again. Yeah. I, mean, I remember moments where I remember, Jenny, do you remember when I called you from this convention I went to to try to learn about it? I am pregnant and feeling totally sick. And somehow it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and this like elderly man who was clearly intoxicated is like hitting on me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, do you not see like, what is going on? Why am I in this bizarro world? What am I doing? I want to quit. I want to go home. There was a zillion times yeah. that I wanted to quit and go yeah. home. But I just, it was the mission that got me through. Yeah. And what I find the process of learning in business is like kissing a lot of frogs. Yeah. If you go and just ask everybody. Yeah. And you and, figure it out. Yeah, you figure yeah. it out. That is the definition of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Figure, figure it out. Figure it out. Yep. Um, I love the, the shirt y'all have the self-made shirt, which you just talked about the podcast, but I loved, um, that one I actually went on and bought. Like I was like, oh, thank uh, you, you know, cause you guys send me little stuff, but that was like, I'm going to go grab the shirt for myself. Um, because I love that idea that, um, it, there is always a team. Like I, I want to acknowledge that because I, um, we, there, there's yes, a we. there's a we. So it's not that you by yourself made it alone, but it does take you as a leader to have that drive, to have that fire in your belly to stand back up and to keep going when you don't know what you're doing um but so what year what year did it start what did you did you start doing it well that is a great question and so I would say I was pregnant with my first daughter she's 15 now okay but I think this is the beautiful thing right every overnight success story takes about seven to ten uh, years of course and yeah. it percolates for years mm -hmm. and then it comes to be when other people yeah. it's the we not me that yeah, create a business totally so I was doing it on my living room then I partnered with um Blythe Harris and she really helped we renamed it after our grandmother mm -hmm. Stella and Dot and and, to, and so that was 2004, yeah. we, you know, we, or, yeah. or no, that was 2007, okay. even though I started in 2004. Okay. And when a lot of people think about what, why did it, you know, take those early years. And whenever I go to a business school, which is comical, I, I really believe the best school is the school of hard Amen. knocks. Amen. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and your best mentor is a customer, not yeah. a professor. Yeah. But when I go to the school and it's so funny because people are thinking about business in theory yeah. and they're like, did you have like access to capital or yes. was it like the market plan? forces? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, well... Has breastfeeding, yeah, and we moved, gut. yeah. And like, and is that, that is what was shaping my business. Yeah. Like, my priority was like, I'm a mom first, and then I'm going to do this, and yeah, you know, I wanted to be with my husband, and so those were all the reasons why it took that early period. Yeah. So when do does an idea start? I mean, it's, but in theory, we've been really at it since 2007. Okay, wow. And how, like, what was it? I'm gonna, I need the sales force first. I need the product first. I need the like, where do you even start? I was so committed to walking a million miles and being my own venture capitalist because mm -hmm. the first time around I went out and I raised venture capital. I mean, we were in the dot-com heyday. I think our business collectively raised $120 million wow. from top venture firms. We yeah. had this 
which is ridiculous because you know what? When you have a lot of money, don't think that like starting a business, like you need money in order to make it work yeah. because honestly, you can just make big glossy mistakes Yeah. versus scarcity so is the mother of invention. Yeah. Right? So I was like, I don't want that because then you're beholden to all these people with all these different expectations and it's not about the mission. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bootstrap this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out of my living room. I did not take a paycheck for six years. Yep. It was that. painful and hard. And, but I did it because I wanted to um, walk the mile of what I wanted to create. So mm -hmm. I did it out of my living room. I made the jewelry. I went and did sales in homes so that I could learn everything so that I could iterate from knowing, is it working? Is it not working? What do yeah. I have to change? I still do that today. Yeah. Like, is it working? Is it not working? I'm yeah. always curious. I'm always questioning because it's business is not static. Yeah. You have to change every day to be relevant. So I did that um, by just doing it, figuring it out. And every time it failed, I just thought to myself, oh, I'm so grateful. I got to learn for free. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. Yes. And, and I iterated until bit by bit. And to me, the mission was the driver, not the product. Mm. So um, I wanted product, of course. I think about this business as my first business I started with my head. This one I started with heart and head, mm. which is mission first. But then, of course, the head's going to come into place, which is where's the large market? How can we deliver something better for the consumer? I did yeah. not and will not ever just market product and say, get this. Yeah. I want it to like legit be better. Yeah. So if you have a great business, you're going to have attract customers, but you're going to get a repeat and a referral mm -hmm. because what you're delivering is worth it. Yeah. And so that took the hard part of like really making sure I felt that way. Yeah. So it was slow in the beginning, but yeah. then we just built it under those guiding principles of better product. Yeah. Tech innovation, total integrity and social responsibility and community. Yeah. And you know, people first. Yeah. And when you, so did you sell, you're selling on like an e-commerce platform before, or you started initially with, no, we need salespeople. And that's, that's where we're Our mission to. was, how do you get salespeople to have a higher dollars per hour because they have a multi-channel smart business? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that any business can exist in one realm. Mm -hmm. You got to go where the customer wants to go. Yeah. And so how can the, you serve the customer best and how does she want to shop? Mm -hmm. And then how do you make it super easy and super power the people? Yeah, totally. Totally. In order to deliver that way. So today we have like mind-blowing, amazing apps where you can create a style board and text it and somebody can get it on their phone and check out. So to me, it's always been about the integration of the two, mm, integrating amazing product with a great, so the person can do their business whatever way they want to. And we give them the product and the tools and the rewards to make that possible. Mm -hmm. So it, they've always been integrated. But yes, it was all about empowering. I just want women to have a platform whether they do it a little or a lot, that it, they're made happier and that they learn and earn on their own terms. Yeah. Because I think the professional development is really important to me too. I don't want them to just have a paycheck. I want them to grow in a way that's going to fill over to their family. They're going to be a role model. I want them to get rid of guilt. <laughs> I want yes. them to rise. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, I, I am happy when people, they may do this for a little bit, but if they leave better off than, the, than they've arrived, mm -hmm. then we've done our job. And I just realized we launched into this because it's always fun when you get to hang out with another entrepreneur. If someone doesn't know what Stella and Dot is. Oh. <laughs> it is a family of brands. So it's actually yeah. Stella and Dot, uh, which is fashion accessories and apparel. Mm -hmm. And then Keep Collective, mm -hmm. which is charm-based jewelry. Mm -hmm. And Ever Skincare, which okay. is a clinical and clean but effective beauty line. Got it. So we're a platform where people can launch their own business mm -hmm. and earn flexible. Yeah. Now, and the thing is, we did these different brands so that no matter what your passion is, 
you can you turn it something. into a paycheck. Yeah. And it's authentic to you like in ever. We have a ton of doctors because it's a clinical grade product that really works mm-hmm. and it's amazing. They they do that. If you're into fashion, you do sell and dot. If you're mm-hmm. into meaning and storytelling, it's keep collective. So yeah. it's a it's a business platform for I sh- I should include men because yeah. there are a few good men. Yeah. <laughs> but are obviously it's, it's ma- ma- majority is 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 uh, women. And how big is um, your core staff now? Like home office, how big is that? Well, we have um, uh, maybe a 400 people in the home office, okay. but we have uh, over 40,000 independent business wow. owners um, in, in our global business. So it has been such a journey. And it yeah. is insane. Honestly, I think about that. And I want to pinch myself because I imagine like, being in my living room thinking I was insane that right? this was going to work. Right? Yeah. It made no sense. Like yeah. There's no reason why this should have worked. Yeah. And so now I th- think back and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it is so exciting to think about now. Um, and when you, you're starting out and you start to build and scale, um, how important were like the people that you surround yourself with, those key hires? Like when you start everything. Being, yeah, it's everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. But you know, sometimes I want to caveat that because it sounds grandiose and obvious. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you should go get the best partners. You've got to hire the best people and you're like well what if I don't have any money and I can't pay them (laughs) so the reality is you people are everything yeah because people solve problems yep and people help like if you do something and you can't turn to somebody you love next to you and like high five like what's the point yeah if you're not making an impact on another person like it's very lonely and it's hard to be an entrepreneur there's so many emotional ups and downs like people are just everything yeah and you don't grow a business you go people you grow yourself and they grow a business yeah so I'd say they're everything but that said I mean I just getting it right with partnerships that is an evolution honestly you know we I have been through so much of like having every comedy of a good match, a bad match, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you just work through it over time. So if you're there in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm alone. I have no people. Just keep going. It'll get there over time. Yeah. Um, And so those, those early years for you as you're managing being a mom and you have young children and you're trying to grow and scale this, do, do y'all work together? I didn't even ask that question. First of all, I love that you and Dave work together. And yes, we did in the beginning. And let me tell you how that went. So we're in our (laughs) living room. I'm making the jewelry and I'm like, honey, I need your help. Yeah. And within like 20 minutes, remember you were cutting wire because we were beating and you're, I was like, had an assembly line going in my like small production facility in our living room that had no furniture. Yeah. And, and we were in about 20 minutes in, Chad starts going, strike, strike, strike. He goes on strike and he like wants a snack. And I'm like, okay, this is the end of us working together. I love you. Yeah. We've, we've been married, happily yeah. married for 20 yeah. years, yes. but that was the end of our working together. And I mean, I think the end, you're always working with your spouse. Like totally. you need their support, yeah. whether they're actually doing your business with you. And we've went through hard times, like yeah. zigs and zags working that out because he knew he married an entrepreneur. I was doing my first business when we got married, but like yeah. after we had kids, yeah. we had these traditional backgrounds, you know, like just emotionally 100%, where yeah. he, we were both like, okay, who's home with the kids? Yeah. And that was hard. That was a struggle, us figuring out how to be partners in that mm-hmm. and persevering through that. And so it was really hard. I say your biggest hurdle for me mm-hmm. in business, it was not competition. Yeah. It was not production. It was my mom guilt. Yeah. It was navigating marriage and partnership of two people working. Mm-hmm. And not going to lie, like that is not easy. Yeah. And that is why I want to like be vulnerable and share that message with women of like, okay, here's every mistake we made. Yeah. Here is where that can really suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wish I could go back to myself because I did so many stupid things on that front. Like, yeah. I thought that I could not be yeah. a good mom yeah. and 
a great entrepreneur. I was so conflicted all the time. I felt guilty all the time in yeah. both fronts. Yeah. And now I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Why did I beat myself up? Like, yeah. It was so silly. Yeah. And so will you share some of the things that you did that you feel like were mistakes you wish you hadn't made? Yes. When I almost died alone on I Could Do It All yeah. Island. Yes. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm the woman. Like it is my job. And like, obviously if you were going to get pregnant, if you were going to nurse, like, you know, or, or you, it's like, you have to be disproportionately like there's no sharing equally that Absolutely. responsibility. Right. And then even if you get a newborn and you, you just, our society, you still have this pressure yeah. of like, I feel like my neighbors are judging me. Everyone's judging yeah. me. I'm a bad mom. If I'm not doing it, I felt that. Yeah. So I would basically try to be this super mom. Mm -hmm. And because I, I got to, I got to prove to everybody that I can do it all yes. and that these children are not suffering in any way just because I'm a working mom. No, so I can make I'll up. be twice as good. I got to yeah. be extra. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm going to, I'm going to bake that organic blended. Oh, oh I'm yes. not going to buy baby oh, food. That yes. would be no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. Yep. Blend that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to take you to swim class. Yeah. I'm going to throw you a birthday party yeah. and we're going to have like yeah. amazing stuff. Like yeah. it's going to look like Pinterest threw up yes. in here. Yeah. And I, meanwhile, I am like depleting myself. I'm exhausted. Oh, and when my husband gets home, I might be like greeting him at the yeah, door. Yeah. I'm like looking cute. Yeah. And we had our first baby. And you know what? I could kind of like keep it together. Yeah. With like no sleep. And I thought mm -hmm. that that was like, oh, so great. And I'm like winning because I'm suffering. Yes. And that's the model of success. Yeah. Like, how nuts is that? Yeah. But I literally thought that like, oh, I'm tough. And therefore I must be a badass. Yeah. You know? And then we had our second kid. And that is when I was like, oh my gosh, like you guys, so I sat down with Chad after having a mental breakdown. <laughs> I mean, your level of service is being downgraded. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Yeah. Good is the new great. Yeah. No more clean house. No more organic food. No, like, well, okay, organic food, but like not food that I made. Yeah. Or it, it was frozen and that is okay. Yeah. It's from Trader Joe's. Yeah. Like we can microwave this. Yeah. And I just had to be like, whoa, we, we honestly went to one session of marriage counseling. Like we needed this yeah. deeply. Yeah. And after a very hard like realization, they're like, you need to renegotiate your contract. Like, here's mm. the contract. You love her a lot, and and um, she does everything. That's yeah. basically the deal you've struck. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is a really bad deal, and it's yeah. killing us. Yeah. It's killing me. Yeah. Why do I think? Oh, we I mean, I was like, whoa, you're right. Yeah. It's so obvious when someone else tells you, but when we were living that, we you could not see it. And I was miserable. Yeah. And I just I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not asking for help? Why do I think that's weakness? Yeah, totally. Why am I guilty? Well, and Feeling I think, guilty. I also crazy. think this, you know, especially as entrepreneurs or even people who are listening who are um, working their way up in a career, is there are people that you admire who, who have gone further than you, who've gone before you. And I like to remind myself, like, Richard Branson is not running at all by himself. No. Like he has hundreds, if not thousands of employees who are helping keep this thing afloat. These entrepreneurs that you admire, they have so much help. So why do you think like you, Rachel, why do you think that you're going to be the one that magically does it all by yourself? Because with four we're kids? women. Yeah. And society, we let society yeah. make us feel bad yeah, because totally. we feel like we're being judged. Totally. And therefore, we are suffering other yeah. people's opinion. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And by the way, Richard Branson, I love him. Yes. And he also sleeps seven hours a night. And he has fun. <laughs> yeah. He has to feel guilty about yeah. it. He goes on boys' yeah. trips. He doesn't, yeah. you know, whereas we're like, oh, no. Yeah. So I do think that's a little talk we have to have with ourselves. And I try to share that because I want women to be like, we got we to gotta change this yeah. narrative. Yeah. And so I tried to do that. And then I finally was like, you know what? 
as long as the core four is happy, mm-hmm. I can't please the other people. Yeah. Why do I have this woman I'm never going to see again high on my list if yeah. I'm trying to impress? Yeah. Well, I always think mom guilt has a lot more to do with, like, it's not about how we think we're doing. It's how we think other people think we're doing oh, as yes, a mom. Sister. I don't like, want... what are the other moms at school? What is my mother-in-law? What are my, what, how is my sister-in-law judging how I'm doing this because my life looks different than hers? That's right. And when you let go of that pressure, it's the most freeing thing in the world. And I also think, I don't know about you, but it's when my business started to explode was when I finally like l- took off that weight, took off, like stopped trying to roll that boulder up the hill when I was just like, no, this is who I am. These are my values. This is what I'm going to focus on. And anybody else's opinion of this doesn't matter because you're not in this with me. And you're a great mother. Yeah. They're and doing nobody's good. suffering. Yes. The no. love we have, yes. it is just like, it is like everybody feels different. like my relationship with it is fantastic yeah. for us. Yes. And I also think like we need, to, there's two important things that I want moms to give up the guilt and really think about this. One, if you think about genders in the world, you want them to look and say, I can do, I can make my own choice. I would be so happy if my children were happy and contributing to the world. Mm-hmm. They were good human. Yeah. If they were gracious and they were kind and they were contributing to the world and whether they are working full-time in the home because nobody doesn't work. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're a mom, yeah. you are working. Yes. Full-time. Amen. Preach. <laughs> without pay, without vacation, yes. you are working. Yeah. So if you are, if that is your choice and you're contributing to your community and you have that luxury, that yes. privilege yes. of being able to make that choice, amen and thank you. Yeah. And if you are going to go pay your tax dollars and contribute to society, amen and thank you. And I'm so grateful that you are putting out these different beautiful models of success mm-hmm. to show both boys and girls yeah. that this is contribution yes. to the world. And how tragic would it be if we were all these robots that made the same choices? That's yeah. not how life works. There's diversity and it's beautiful. And no matter your gender, you can make different choices. And that is what makes society work yes. together. Yes. And so I am glad that my children have different role models. Mm-hmm. Just as glad as I am they have me working. They have men staying home. They have other moms doing different things. They have people leading social causes. Mm-hmm. All these things are a beautiful fabric of society. And so that is point number one. Yeah. We need different role models yeah. in all genders. And then another thing is I am obsessed. I think I come from a family that really struggled with mental health. Mm-hmm. And the rates of anxiety and depression yes. that are growing with yes. our children is something we need to be like, a red alarm fire, people. Yeah. Like there are things in the world we need to be like, hold on. Yeah. This is what not okay. What is the meaning of success? Yeah. If I die and my children are, are happy and good mm-hmm. humans, mm-hmm. that I have done my job. Yeah. If I've had love in my life yeah. and I've made an impact, I am successful. Yeah. If, but I think that we need to be really concerned that this model of super parenting, mm-hmm. of helicopter parenting, of snowplow parenting, of us feeling guilty, yeah. so we need to like be at every event and do all yeah. this. It's not even good for them. Yeah. They're going off and they have higher rates of anxiety and depression and lack of coping skills because we've been trying yes. to... Pl- to manage Show it all each for other. them. What a good mom yeah. I am, and I'm yeah. solving all the problems. Yeah. It's not even working out. Yeah, seriously. No, it's not working out for adults or kids. Yeah. So can we just back up a minute Everyone and be like, let's lower the bar? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> let's take let a them breath. get strong from struggle. Yeah. yeah. Because that is the only thing. That's what I know as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I honestly think the reason I have been able to create success is, is in some measure, and I still struggle every day, mm-hmm. it's a process. We're all works in progress, mm-hmm. is I got strong from struggle early. Yeah. I learned how to have like, hard things happen. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I'm still alive. Yeah. And I think that I had a single dad that worked all the time. I had no role model of perfection in parenting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but man, our love was strong. Yeah. I, I, he is my hero. Yeah. He's the greatest human I know. Yeah. Along with my husband and my children, <laughs> <laughs> my biases. Yes. But, um, we all get to think that we all get to be yeah. right on that front, but I just, you know, and I think that 
more people need to realize that you're enough. Yeah. If you are loving and you have intention, mm -hmm. there is no perfection that's coming your way. Yeah. It's just getting a little bit better every day, trying to make the world a better place. That's well, it. it's also important. It's an important reminder. Um, it is a privilege to have mommy guilt. Oh my gosh, so, such a privilege. Like if you go, I had the opportunity Ugh. several years ago to go to Ethiopia. If you go talk to a mom in Ethiopia, she can't even comprehend what mommy guilt is. No. She's like, wait, wait, wait. By the way, women, the vast percentage right? of the world. Yes, like women in your country have guilt because they have jobs. What? Which is like what? her, the greatest thing she could hope for is to have a job to be able to support her family. Wait, women in your country have that and they feel guilty about it? Like, this is a privilege. We need to flip the perception of 100%. this. 100%. Like, this is, how, how, what a blessing for you that you get to have a job that helps support your family, that helps pay rent, that puts food on the table. And they're gonna be okay. Oh, they're gonna they're be They're gonna fine. be okay. Everyone take a breath. I, I, I guess what, it, what I'm confused about too is most of the women that I know that carry guilt about this didn't have moms who stay like their parents worked you're okay you know like if you grew up when I grew up like they threw us in the back of a station wagon there no were not cars no seatbelts yeah. no car seats like we're all okay and honestly that is where did it how did it I get don't to this know. place this crazy place I couldn't agree with you more and I think Expose it is such a first world problem, yes, right, to feel guilty yes. about these choices, yes, that we are so privileged yeah, to have. Like the amount of privilege is off the charts, yeah. And we too had this experience where we were building a school in Nicaragua, and you look around like their construct of a family. First of all, all the men are off working mm -hmm. to get a job mm -hmm. in Costa Rica, yeah. The family unit is like moms with kids everywhere, the community is raising those yes. children. There's yeah. no expectation, yeah. she's isolated and doing this alone, yeah. And they're laughing and yeah. they're happy yeah. and they don't have material things and they're kids and yet they're happy. And so I just, that experience to me, I came back and my kids have heard this story a zillion times, <laughs> right? They, 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 all we ate was rice and beans, every meal that is sustenance. Yeah. And the whole excitement for the whole week was that somewhere in the village, there was an egg. It never, we never saw the egg. The egg was not real. It did not materialize. <laughs> but the whole week, all of our like backed up systems, yes. like, all the like Americans were like, there's an egg. You saw an egg? Where's the egg? You know, it, did you somebody get the egg? And it, it, we go home, there's no egg. I open my fridge and what's there? Dozen eggs. eggs. A yeah. dozen eggs. Every day there's freaking eggs in that fridge. Yeah. And so when my kids complain about anything, I'm like, we have eggs. Yes. Okay. We have eggs. Yeah. And you, you have to have this perspective of like, you know, I, when I do, apologize for working, like who do you, where do you think this all, who pays for all this stuff? Exactly like, right. Like, you know what? If your kids are crying when you go out that door, be like, you are welcome. Yeah. You are welcome. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Well, I the thing that we work really hard to do. I mean, I think when you're an entrepreneur, it's an even, um, it's an even greater strain. It can be a greater strain on the family than when you mm -hmm. are working, you know, for someone else. And when we get grief, when the kids say, and they're, you know, we're like, uh huh. And you know how you're going to summer camp? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Who's paying? And not in a not in a like antagonistic way, but um, really making sure that they understand what the payoff is. So like when we moved to when we moved to Texas last year, they wanted to go to summer camp. Summer camp in Texas is so very expensive. expensive. It's so expensive. Very expensive to go to sleepaway camp. And I remember it was when I was first really starting to travel a ton to speak. And um, the, my middle son, the middle child, oh, to the nth degree, was like. Uh, you know, oh, you're trying. And I said, yeah. And I will have to travel to speak six times 
in order to pay for you to go to this summer camp. Do you understand mm -hmm. what that's what mommy's doing? Like we work extra hard so that you can have certain things that other people don't get to have. Or even when we go on a family vacation, explaining to them, hey guys, while we're here and we're having this much fun, I just want you to like, oh, remember when mom had to go do this or when dad had to write that book? That was because mm -hmm. we were going to have an experience like this. So like bringing them along on the journey so they understand the why. I'm not, believe me, I'm not like rolling out of the house to go work because I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, I'm doing it because, yeah, like this is what we're building and they need to understand what what is involved in it. And I think even if what you're doing is not to pay for the luxury vacation, maybe what you're doing is just to make rent. To That's even more powerful. Like, good for you. And as a child who grew up in a home with parents who never were, were having a lot of money, who really struggled financially, who fought all the time because they couldn't afford... Like, I am so driven by the fact that my children will never worry about the fact that there's no food in the fridge, but the fact that there are no eggs, because that was my reality a lot mm -hmm. of times. And so everybody has those choices that we make. It goes back to like what you said, like what are, what are the values of your family? They might not be the val values of mine, but that's the power in knowing what matters to you guys that's is right. that you can go all in on what matters to you and let the rest fall away. If you're living your life in accordance with your priorities and values, yeah. you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And, and I, I, what I think it's an exciting time because women can make bigger choices today than yes. they could before where you can, you know, you can't have it all, but you can have what matters most. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're doing and I see you doing it, working out of your home is it realize you can work very intensely, but you can still be there. Absolutely. You can be around them. I love this journey the most because I've gotten to do it with my family. Yeah. And honestly, just we, we joke because now our kids officially just turn teens. Yes. It's so sad how fast that yeah. happens. I'm like a stalker mom now. Yeah. Like I, I have to like, beg them to yeah. hang out with them. Yeah. And I go and I we parallel play. Yeah. Like, can I just sit next to you and I will yeah. talk? <laughs> is it okay if I sit here? I'll put on a timer. I'll leave yeah. in five minutes. Yes. I like have to beg them. Funny, yeah. But the beautiful thing is like I can work side by side mm -hmm. and just the togetherness, it means it fills yeah. my heart with yeah. joy. Totally. And I love women being brave enough to question. Can I redefine my life? Mm. How do I be this brave entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. How do I question? Do I want to do this for myself? Do I want to do that? Because you can be there for the moments and have your own thing and not feel bad about it, but still show up yeah. in a way that's important. I think that is more possible than ever before. A hundred percent. Yeah. So as you look forward to the next decade of your life or the business, uh, where, where are you headed? I love being at the stage I am in life right now, which is um, a change to just using the word wiser. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because I really do live in the moment. And when I think about 10 years, I want to make impact. I want to, there's so many things, like all the things on my business list, I want to innovate, I want to make impact. I really believe we're just getting started. I mm -hmm. really do. Like mm -hmm. the team that we have on a business perspective, oh my gosh, I'm so more fired up and excited than ever. But I want to measure my life in the minutes of love. I want to think about the trip, the RV trip we're taking in Alaska as a family. I want to think about every family tradition we create because my kids are going to move out. Yeah. I want to, I just, I want to live my life. I yeah. want to live with love. I want to be kind and happy. I want to stay healthy. I want to meditate. Mm -hmm. I want to just be grateful to be alive every single day. Yeah. And that's it. You know, I love that's that. it. I love that. It's good intention. I think um, you said something earlier that that made me think about this. Uh, it, it's something that I've been walking through a lot in the last 
let's say nine months because the business has exploded in a way that just was never yeah right by the way like amazing congrats thank man. you it is so thank awesome. you but also it is i don't know if you've ever had a moment in your career where um mm -hmm. you've had massive success with the business at the cost of your life well call me yes i want you coming out the other side of it yeah your game yeah no i'm i'm coming out the other side of it i really i would say at the end of 2018 was one of the lowest mm -hmm. points in my life and was at that point the highest success i had ever had and do you know how many people say that yeah you'll hear i Oprah do now that. yeah you'll hear all these i mean i feel so lucky to be in this this group yeah um it, it, that where you you have peers that are see, they're yeah. running these giant companies yeah and if you knew the truth and I want everyone to know this yeah you knew, knew the truth of struggle and pain that is behind that massive yeah. success yeah it is normal yep and the reality is self work mm -hmm. has to become more important not less self care yep. more important not yep. less boundaries yep. more important not less yes because otherwise what was the point yeah that How, and what that did you that, achieve this for? That, that is exactly what it is. Is is I think that the ultimate failure is mm -hmm. having the success and not enjoying it at all, mm -hmm. and not and not only that, but just like you're um you're on, and then I told Dave when I was walking through this, like I feel like all I am is on. And then resting so that it can be on again. And I, you're right. just like, keep feeding the machine. Keep driving the thing. And it feels like a, sometimes you're like on a train. It's a runaway train. And you can't, once it picks up its own momentum, now you're just going. And it takes actively, like fighting against what everybody right. else thinks you should be doing in your life. Because the second I feel like you start to have real success as an entrepreneur, everybody wants in. Mm -hmm. Right? Everyone and wants a piece. Everyone wants a piece, and all of a sudden, you're getting opportunities that you you can't even believe well, are you, coming your and way. You think you can't say no to them, and exactly you can. right, yes. And that is just really getting crazy about. Nope, we won't. Like we we didn't know that going in, mm -hmm. and we said yes to everything. So right now, we are playing out the end of like for the rest of 2019. I am playing out the end of every yes that probably should have been a no. Well, I'm so proud of you for realizing that now. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the big risk and what I did wrong. These are my mistakes. Yeah. What I realized was the same problem on repeat, right? Like I look successful on the outside and yet here I am, this husk of a human. Yes. And who's getting the brunt of that? Yeah. My family. Yeah. Because I would travel so much because I wanted to please the people and I wanted to be everywhere at all times yep. and do everything. And then I'd come home yeah. and it was like the mirror, like, like someone had sucked the, yes. the life out of me. Yeah. And then I'd lie there like, that oh. is exactly, that is exactly right. I would lay, like I didn't, I wanted to be with the kids, but I didn't even have the energy to be with them. So I would literally lay next to them. Like, Hey guys, mm -hmm. let's watch a movie. Mm -hmm. And I would like lay next to them in my pajamas for like two days, like uh, two days I got Saturday and Sunday and then Monday morning, like I'm back again. And it, it's, it's, I, I feel like if I was hearing someone say this five years ago, I'd be like, oh, you're not, you're not grateful. You don't no. appreciate what you have. It's one of those things, like, unless you've been in it, you can't. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And you are a mere mortal. Yes. Yeah. I, have you seen the movie Princess Bride? Of course. I love it. Yeah. I would always joke with my kids. I like, I'm, I'm like, I need Miracle Max. I'm not, I'm not mostly dead. Yeah. I'm just mostly dead. Yeah. Not all the way yes. dead. I'm just yes. mostly dead. Yes. And I'm totally. like, I have to stop living my life mostly dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, so real. Who's going to pick yeah. me up? You yeah. Know? And so that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. 
I'm going to pump me up. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pump me up by being saying no. And I actually learned this lesson before. So why am I learning it again? Mm -hmm. And I did this with wedding channel, my first business. Okay. So I was single. Well, we got married in the middle. I didn't have kids. And so, you know what I thought? I thought, oh, I'm going to do all the things because I can, I thought being successful would be giving all my time and that's Mm -hmm. how it would please my, uh, my investors. That's how I would show the world I was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a huge chip on my shoulder, yeah. right? Because here I was this young female. Yeah. I wanted to take one for the team. Yep. I wanted to be I'm like, gonna no, no, prove no, no. Them wrong. Women are good enough. Yep. I can do it. Don't yep. you, don't you discount me? You yeah. know? And so I had this thought that I had to do that every night and every weekend. And so what I, that made me do is, oh, my time is infinite because I'll do everything for this business. Yeah. Then what I did was, oh, I didn't know what to need to prioritize because I'll just get to that later at midnight. Yeah. Then when I had kids and I had to get home because I had to be there to get the kids at five o'clock. I was like, okay, I'm going to drop balls. I'm not going to do everything. So let me figure out which ones are mission critical mm-hmm. and which ones are going to matter a year from now, three years from now. Yeah. What are the big picture things? Yeah. And it made me get strategic. And the more you get to have infinite options, like if you're a creative, ambitious person, and you are a mm-hmm. mobile maker, yep. you're going to die with things to do. Exactly right. Okay, you are going to way have more yeah. things that are yeah. options than are going to be actioned. Absolutely. So all you do is get fierce about being strategic and thoughtful mm-hmm. about, all right, which are the glass balls that I'm not going to drop and the rubber ones bounce? Yep. Which ones are the things that really matter? And if you don't think those are just a few things mm-hmm. and you're not prioritizing them, you know, you're, you're always yeah. going to be stressed. So it, to me, that's when I got fierce about my time, fierce about big things yeah. and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say just for listeners um, who have seen this manifest like in social, but the two things that I went so hardcore on once we hit the new year that have made such a difference in my life is I am insane about my health. Like insane. Like I, insane is probably not the nice, uh, nice way to say it. I work out every single day of my life. I'm so intentional with what I eat. I'm so intentional with my sleep, how much water. And it's why I beat this drum every day. It's not because I'm like a fitness, whatever it is because that has made the most massive difference in my life. Right. Is because I'm starting every single day. That to me is self care. Like I'm taking care of my body so that my body can perform at the level I need it to. And then I just say no to everything. Everything. There's a great quote, and I don't remember who says it, but it's the difference between successful people and really, really successful people is really, really successful people say no to almost everything. It's um, Berkshire Hathaway. It's that guy. Uh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. It's like, yeah. Yes. It's a, success is most just about what you don't do yeah. than what you do. Yeah. And just saying no to it all. And I, we will Focus. get through the end of 19. I'm finishing up. I have 13 more keynotes for the year. I have... I've given more speeches in the last year than anyone you've ever met in your life. Well, now 14, because I'm going to talk for you guys tomorrow. Joy. Thank I am. You. No, You're and it best. is, it's a, you, it is such a gift, but this is, I have, I have said no to every, I will, I don't speak on anyone else's stage after 2019. That's my commitment to myself and my family. So we will, we do our own conferences and if people want to hear me speak, they'll That's come right. to me. That's right. But I won't, I just can't. Um, my mentor always says, Rach, what's good for you is good for them meaning the community it what's good for you it, it fills you up gives you energy and allows you to serve at a higher level to those people to your team to to uh your employees and uh in a way that you can't if you're totally depleted and you're putting that beautiful parameter on loving your life and recognizing that you need to be successful for you yeah. is going to elevate your impact yeah. because you are then going to go create something so magical and beautiful, even beyond what you've already done. Your greatness is ahead of you. Yeah. I refer to you as like the world's new Oprah. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> I do. You're and I so think sweet. that when you are in that moment and you're hugging someone that's shaking, mm-hmm. that 
impact to women, it's reverberating throughout the world. Yeah. And I know Ahead for You is going to be scaling this. And what the world needs you to do is stay healthy and whole. Yeah. Because that's the message. Yeah. And I love it. And yeah. I, I went through the same process of saying, it's got to be scalable. Yeah. Gotta be, and that's what the podcast is about. That's what reaching more people in a powerful way is about doing. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that. So, so proud of you. Thank you. If, um, if peeps are listening and they want to know more, cause they do, if you guys, I'm not, I really am not saying this. I'm not, you don't pay me. This is not an ad. I always say not an ad. So I want you to know, I really do wear so much of your jewelry so that I buy you. myself just because I've always loved the brand. So, and I know you have other things that they can go check out, but if they're like, I actually have not heard of this before. I want to go see what you guys have, or I'm really interested in being an entrepreneur and checking out what this means, where do they go to find out more information? So you can go to jessicaheron.com mm -hmm. and that will link you to stella.com, yeah. <laughs> ever.com, yeah. collective.com. And I, I wrote a book, Find Your Extraordinary, mm -hmm. and I have a podcast called Self Made by Jessica Heron. And I would say the product that I'm most proud of, and I think what you and I have in common, is what I really want is confidence for women. Yeah. I want an endless belief in yourself, belief beyond reason, because yeah. you don't need to be practical when it comes to seeing what's within you. Yeah. And that's my greatest joy is knowing like the proceeds of the book go to financial scholarships for women because that's what somebody gave that gift to me and yeah. I just want to pay it forward. And I've made so many mistakes in business. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know that there's a way, there's a path. And so whether it's you want to launch a business, you want to learn more, whether you want that community. Um, that's where they can find it. And then they find it within themselves. So cool. Thank you so much for coming to hang out in my hotel room. This has been the best. <laughs> Honestly. Thank you, Dave oh, yes. and Rachel. Yes. This has been the best.